Welcome to Lead Today with me, Kalina. Let's talk leadership. Hello, everyone. I'm excited to be back as we continue this series. Today's episode is close to my heart, and I put it in the book for a variety of reasons. So we'll definitely be talking about that in a moment. It's the chapter on creativity. We're nearing the end of part two of the book. If you haven't purchased it yet, I would encourage you to do so in wherever you buy books actually. So (laughs) Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Indigo, and the links are in the show notes. It also means a lot when you review a book. Any author that's written a book might not ask you directly, but it means a lot to creators when you take the time to honestly share your thoughts about what it is they've produced. It allows the book or piece of art to become more widespread. It gives other people the means to understand what they're getting themselves into if they buy the book or a piece of creation, whatever it is. So if you're willing to review it, if you've bought it already, that really does make a difference to me and my work and getting the book into the right hands, which is the most important thing. So creativity, why did I put this in the book? Well, I mean, to live a meaningful life, you create things because you take the thoughts from your head and you bring them to life. You take them out of your head and put them into the world. And so there are many ways to do this. And I think that's where people get caught up with the word creative or creativity. I'm not creative. You are creating all day long, every day, every single thing that you touch (laughs) physically or metaphorically, every email you write, you're creating and it's your personal brand. And so what I encourage you to do is to really consider that as you go through life. You are a creator. Just by being here, you create things. You create meals, you create conversations, you do things at work. There's a variety of ways that you create. And so similar to Seth Godin's work, I really push that idea very strongly because I completely believe in it. You can be an analytical mind and you still create. And I think the definition needs to be really taken quite literally, which is maker of things or making something to make something, right? So you're bringing things to life all the time. If you're a parent, you're definitely a creator. You've created a life. Anything that you have impacted and brought forth from your thoughts into the real world is your creation. So let's just... (laughs) Let's just all agree on that to begin with. I think it's incredibly important because whether it's a spreadsheet or a work of art, it's all a creation. And if we acknowledge that, then we can start doing some pretty exciting things with our creations, which is, first of all, having a bit of pride, not in a bad way, but maybe let's say respect for or value in what it is that we do. I think people... And I've heard this from clients as well. I just recently had a client who's kind of leaving this big corporate executive job and wants to start her own thing in the writing space. And it's like, well, but entrepreneurs are not as worthy as someone working in a big corporate job or creatives, artists are definitely not to be taken seriously. That's not a career path. That's not a real career. I get it. I totally get it. I mean, look, (laughs) 
<laughs> it's not the fastest way to be a millionaire to write a book or to produce this podcast. It doesn't bring me millions, not yet. <laughs> um, what it does is it gets my thoughts, my heart, my most meaningful ideas out into the world for you to see, hear, consume, and consider. And hopefully I can share things in a way that maybe is a little bit different from the way Seth Godin or Jordan Peterson or anybody that you admire shares their thoughts so that you have another viewpoint, another perspective from someone different to add to your arsenal. And maybe you disagree with me. And I think that's also very good. And there's something to be said for within the creative process, creating and then not liking it. How could you possibly create without making mistakes? It's just, it's, it's almost insane to me to even think that that's possible, that you will only create perfection in every single iteration of your creation, every single spreadsheet, every single cell, every single painting, every single word, every single page. There are typos in my book. There are typos. I edited it. I read this book. My goodness, did I read it over and over and over again. Editors read it, multiple editors, proofers, like people read the book and stuff still just fell through the cracks. It's not perfect. My book is not perfect. Your creations might not be perfect from an error-free perspective, but you have to iterate on things. So another thing I think we have in our minds about creativity is some people are just gifted and creative and other people don't have it. You got it or you don't. No, absolutely not. Talk to any creative person from an artistic perspective and let them tell you how much they iterate, how many things they create, how many things they don't let the world see, which by the way, is such a sad, sad state of things because you should let the world decide and see and at least share it with someone, you know, that you feel comfortable with. You don't have to be somebody that's public or in the online space or be out there and advertise your stuff. I mean, if you want to make it so, and here's the distinction. If you're going from career, from hobby to career, then yes, that, that's the kind of, that's the bridge that you need to traverse to get to career. From hobby to career is I'm willing to market and sell this for a price. There's value in what I'm creating. I'm not just going to give it away as a gift. I'm going to market it, share it with people, get the word out. That makes it into a career. So it's not, it's not actually, it's not actually being creative that makes something a career. It's the willingness to share it and the willingness to market it, that bridge that you have to cross in order for it to be sold in a marketplace to people, right? And I understand that people say, well, that takes the fun out of the creativity, whatever it is. Once I share it with people, that takes the fun out of it for me. No problem, right? But... <laughs> whatever your day job is, whatever you're doing all day long, you're creating. So if you have a hobby that you wish you could do all day long, that is the bridge that you can cross to be able to do it all day long, is to sell it, is to make money from it, right? So, I mean, consider these things. Nobody's here to tell you you have to be an artist. I'm not trying to convert anybody to anything in my book. I'm asking you questions to consider and stimulate your thinking in a different way. That's another thing I just want to say about 
being a creative. I think that it can be provocative, especially art artists of some kind or authors, people that put thoughts and ideas out into the world, visually, through writing, kinesthetically, sculptures, speakers. I'm putting ideas out into the world. I'm putting them out into the world to be potentially a little bit jarring. I mean, not intentionally to provoke you, but as a coach even, I'm here to ask questions. So if I stop asking questions as a coach, I'm literally not doing my job. And through coaching, we're creating new ideas. So it's not tangible. People wonder, is it valuable? Well, yeah, because if you were on this trajectory and then you speak with someone, coach or otherwise, Friend, therapist, confidant, mentor, boss, whoever, person at the coffee shop, one conversation, one sentence, one word can change the trajectory of your life. If somebody really kind of gets to your heart, if they really penetrate to your heart and change your mind, you're on a completely different life path from one conversation, one word, one sentence with one person. Um, which is so exciting, right? And and I do aim for mindset shifts with clients in every session. Depends what people bring and what they want to work on. Uh, you know, no guarantees there, but it is what the aim is of the session. How are you thinking differently as a result of this conversation? What have you, what new awareness have you come to as a result of this discussion? Definitely a question I'm asking. So, you know, are you willing to see the world differently? Consider different angles. I think it's just so interesting how today, I don't mean to be ranty or upset. I'm not necessarily upset, but it gets me quite passionate to just say, well, really? I can't write something in my book that you disagree with without you just canceling the whole book? How is that? How, how does that make any sense? Do you know how many books out there there are that I really admire, but there's a section or a page or an element that I don't like, but people want to throw the entire individual out with one singular creation. How can we possibly be doing this to people? You can't judge an entire book by one page. Now, of course, if there was blatantly hateful rhetoric, if there was something, but let's, let's, let's go down this rabbit hole a little bit. I wasn't intending to do it in this episode on creativity, but there's something there, I think, around creativity. So look, you can create and you can be writing one, one thing. So let's see. When I was writing the book, I definitely, I didn't mention Hitler, didn't have a place in my book. But when the book came out on the publisher's website, there was my book. And then underneath, they had recently published a book about Hitler, the history of, of Hitler and Stalin. And there's this history book, right? But you see kind of Hitler, Stalin, and this picture of Hitler underneath my book. And then my first reaction was, well, this is awful. My creation, my book is being associated with something negative. Now, maybe that's true and people's perceptions will take it that way. And I did want that taken down and that was definitely my knee-jerk reaction, right? Don't, don't associate my book with this, this is bad. And yet it's interesting because the book itself is a history book shining light on what an what an awful, what an awful result came from this individual and their plans and their strategies and what they did in their life. So, you know, he, just because you write a book about Hitler doesn't mean you're glorifying him. And that's the interesting thing. 
or, and it doesn't mean that you agree with what that person has done, or you don't, you don't agree with everything they've done. Like in my book, right. In memorable, there are a bunch of mentors and you might not like every mentor. And let me tell you something. If I, if I judged each person on the basis of every single thing they've ever done or said, I can assure you, I would never, ever have been able to finish the book. I would have zero mentors because everyone has said and done things that are mean, hurtful, rude, insensitive, wrong. Every single person makes mistakes. Every single person says things that are not perfectly crafted. Everyone. And so if we're going to hold people to a standard of not being offensive or not being provocative or not making just mistakes and saying the wrong thing according to your life and worldview. If you're going to throw somebody's entire body of work, legacy, them as a person, if you're going to throw them out or, you know, cancel them in your mind because of one thing they say, I think you really need to look at yourself and say, are you going to do that to yourself? Are you willing to do that to your family members? Is that fair? Would you want it done to you? It's, it's just, it's almost ludicrous. It's ridiculous to even have to say this on a show to say uh, every single sentence I say is not going to be perfect. How could it be? Are you, are you perfect with every single thing you say? If you are, please get in touch. I want to know how it is that you're doing what you're doing. And you could say, okay, well, but people that are putting themselves out there, I'm on this podcast having a public discussion. So I'm making a choice, right? To be, to put this out there, to have it be permanent, to have it be publicly available. That's different from a conversation I have behind closed doors. I would really challenge your thinking because if you're doing it behind closed doors, if you're saying things that are whatever, rude, not correct, not politically correct, but, and you're doing them behind closed doors, then you're still saying them. And that means you still believe them or you're still thinking about it. And so it's still the same thing. Yes, somebody that's got a podcast or a show that's reaching millions of people, not me, by the way, not yet, <laughs> but you know, somebody in the public eye, yes, they're held to a different standard to some degree because what they say ripples out farther but don't discredit your impact here, which we'll talk about in part three. Because one thing that you say to one person, again, remember, you're creating. You could change the trajectory of that person's life. If you choose an encouraging word, you say, hey, I really think you'd be a great author. Go for it. I support you, which so many people said to me versus the one English teacher I had in high school who said, you really don't have any talent in writing. This is not your thing. That was one person. It was one hurtful comment. And I frankly never did that great in, in English class. I mean, I had some years better than others, but it was never my strong suit. And yet here I am with a published book. Most of my English teachers in high school didn't publish a book. I have a published book. It's not perfect, but it's published. It's out there. It's helping people. People purchased it. So which story do I want to choose to believe here? Right? You can change people's lives with one sentence. 
It can be a negative sentence, a negative text, a mean tweet, a mean comment. You can change their lives with one positive, encouraging comment because you're creating through your words. People, people just discredit this completely. That's not being creative. That's just talking. I'm just talking and I'm creating something right here, right now, this podcast that's reaching people, that's maybe changing minds, that's maybe upsetting some people that listen to this. Fine. But it's doing something, right? I'm putting out thoughts. I'm putting out things into the world that are that are changing hearts. That's my whole mission is to make people feel like they've got a huge hug. If you know me personally, you know my hugs are just top notch. That's a fact. Let's just put it out there. But not only that, it's I want to I want to change hearts. I want to change minds. I want people to come from the heart to consider how they're being and to show up with love. And I'm not I'm not coming at this episode kind of in a very harsh way to be me. I'm doing it to really kind of startle you and to get you to think about coming from the heart. Because if you come from the heart, you're you're not going to be discouraging to people. You're not gonna say these mean things. You're not gonna throw somebody's entire career or entire impact out because of one bad sentence that they say. It's just not right. I've built a career And if you want to cancel me because of this one episode or one thing I say, I mean, where do we draw the line? Where do we draw the line on offensive? Again, if you're, and this is difficult too, right? Are you being consciously and intentionally malicious with what you're saying? I think intent matters. And that's another thing that's kind of gone out the window is creation doesn't matter. It's how it's received. But most of what I create, I don't know how it's going to be received. Some things that I post get more likes than others. People enjoy certain stories on Instagram, certain podcast episodes. While I'm creating, while I'm recording this right now, I have no idea which episode people are going to like or dislike, which ones they'll listen to more or less. It's actually kind of part of the fun for me is putting out episode after episode after episode and seeing, wow, people loved this interview. They loved this solo episode. They didn't really love that. You've got to get really good at rejection and just creating for the sake of creating. I love doing these episodes. There's so many that I haven't aired. I've recorded so many things that are not on air because whatever, they weren't right for the time. I didn't get to it. Whatever the case may be, there are lots of episodes that have not been recorded that have not been aired on the podcast so create be creative for the sake of it for the fun of the experience of this this me talking with you this I enjoy this that's why I'm creating in this way how do you enjoy to create in your life and you know what people are going to criticize you for your creations You don't need those people around. You don't want those people around because they're holding you to a standard that just isn't human. It's not even, I mean, even machines make mistakes. So, you know, you can't bat 10 out of 10 every time. Maybe, maybe 10 out of 10, but not 100 out of 100, 1,000 out of 1,000. You will have a margin of error, however slight. So, go for it. Is it better to create one thing and make sure that it's absolutely perfect and then no one sees it? Or a thousand things and a couple of them just don't work out. 
you decide. I've given you my perspective, but you decide. And remember that you're creating every single day with everything you do. You're leaving your mark on what you're doing. You know, I'm signing the books to go out. There are 500 books that I need to sign from the first print. And when I look at some of the signatures, it's like, man, that's ugly. I don't like my handwriting. I get really critical of myself. You know what? Not every signature looks the same. Not every note that I've written, I'm writing specific personalized notes to every single person that wrote this, that bought the book. Not everyone looks great. My handwriting, like my mom's handwriting is much nicer than mine. Talk about a, a skill, right? Her, she's got that. She's definitely got beautiful creativity when it comes to the way she does cursive handwriting. It's stunning. It's, I do my best. And then I leave it at that. You know, I, I create those 500 signatures, those 500 personalized notes. And I say, I did my best. So give your best to what you're creating in your life. Examine what it is that you're creating, because that's what brings a life filled with meaning is creating things that you are proud to say, hey, here, here's my book. This is what I did knowing that it might not be 100% perfect, knowing that people will criticize it, knowing that people will have their words. You show up, you be proud of it. You say, here's what I did. So I hope you continue to create. I hope that you know you're a creator no matter what it is you do. And I wanna thank you so much for listening into the show. If this was valuable for you, please do like, comment, share it with somebody that could benefit. I hope to see you in the next episode, all about trust.